with a loot box free guarantee. It's the Life is Casual Gamers podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Life is Casual Gamers podcast. My name is Matt and I know that this episode is late, but life has been a little bit crazy. I did record an episode yesterday actually, but what I talked about in the episode ended up getting updated. So I'm just going to re-record the entire episode and get this up when I can get it up. And speaking on that, I also wanted to mention that there may actually be further delays in upcoming episodes, and I may actually completely change the day that we upload the episode just because I'm going through some crazy stuff. Took a new job. I'm going to be doing a move. So just wanted to give you guys the heads up in advance that Some weeks there may not be an episode, some weeks they may be late, some weeks they may be early, but I'm going to be doing my best to get the episodes up as best as I can. And of course, you can always check out the updates on our social media page. So now that that kind of business is out of the way, there were a few things that I did want to talk about. The first thing I wanted to talk about is I had a good laugh and maybe share this with you and maybe you can have a good laugh as well, or maybe you could be educated on it, (laughs) but This is how much of a casual I am. I just found out where F in chat comes from. I've seen it everywhere. Seen it on Facebook. I've seen it on Instagram. I've seen it on Reddit. Of course, I've seen it in video games. But I had no idea that it was actually a video game reference. The whole F in chat thing came from a video game. And I had absolutely no idea. It just goes to show how much Call of Duty I play. Yeah, it came from a Call of Duty game. So F in chat, you kind of see when something happens, like I've seen in the Mustang subreddit, whenever someone posts a picture of a Mustang after an accident, a lot of people just type F in chat and reply to that with F, 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 F. But it came from Call of Duty. In uh, Call of Duty, I think it was Advanced Warfare, there's one scene in the story mode where you're at a soldier's funeral And the screen pops up with a press F to pay your respects for the fallen soldier. So that's what it's from. You're paying your respects for the fallen. That's what the F in chat is. It's almost like a rip. It's the 2019 version of rip. (laughs) And I just figured this out now. I kind of always knew that it was something along those lines, but I didn't know where it came from. And I was really bored and curious the other day. So I just Googled it and I thought I would share that with you, whether you know what it is and you could have a good laugh over my casualness, or maybe you didn't know. Now, you know, so there you go. I'm educating you and having you laugh at me at the exact same time. I also wanted to touch on the horrible, horrible, horrible situation that happened in New Zealand not too long ago, last week, where 49 people were killed. I'm sure that number is going to continue to go up as there were so many people that were injured as well. It's absolutely awful. I don't want to get too much into that or into the politics of it all. I know I just saw the update of their banning guns and whatnot. I'm not going to get into the controversial topic of guns and banning them and whatnot, but I do want to touch on really quickly that already we had a video game scapegoat. I saw a tweet from a reputable person. I can't even remember who it is now because the tweet has since been deleted that basically said that the shooter got bullied and then turned to video games. And then from there, it was a slippery slope down. 
why does video games have to always be the scapegoat? And when I say reputable person, by the way, I mean like they're a journalist at a major, I believe they were a journalist at a major outlet, which kind of loses the whole reputable tag once they start throwing out theories as to, oh, well, they got bullied and then they were playing violent video games. That's just a scapegoat. It always has been. It always will be. And it's getting to the point now where I just feel like I'm repeating myself every single time something like this happens. So we know that it wasn't video games that caused this. It was hate. That's what it was. Now that I got that out of the way and I got that off my chest, there actually is another thing that I wanted to talk about. The Apex Legends update completely triggered me because it messed with my keyboard settings. I'm going to go into that into more detail. This is actually the reason why I had to update the podcast, and you'll hear more as to why coming up later on the podcast. First, let's get into the big stories in this week's gaming news. News. Google's getting in on the gaming action, announcing their upcoming gaming console. That happened earlier this week. It'll be called Stadia, and they're claiming that it's going to be more powerful than the PS4 and the Xbox One combined. The VP of Google, Phil Harrison, said that as a new generation game platform, Stadia will, of course, embrace full cross-platform play. Developers will have the ability to enable cross-platform multiplayer for all players and even bring game saves and progressions across platforms as well. And I think that's where they will ultimately win. If you have cross-play game save, that is huge because it's one thing to say, okay, I can cross-play on my PS4 with my friends on PC on Fortnite, but my PS4 account has different skins than my PC account or vice versa. But when you get into a game where you're allowed to actually save it in crossplay, that's where you got me. This may actually raise the bar when it comes to gaming consoles and even gaming standards. And especially with the influence that Google has, I think that if anyone's actually going to crack the Sony, Xbox, Nintendo stronghold, it probably would be Google. So that's pretty cool. I'm really, really liking this. And I look forward to checking out what they bring to the table when they actually release this console. And I'm also really curious as to the price, because the price is going to play a big factor. When it comes to my gaming consoles, I always wait a year or two for them to go down in price and then go on sale, and then I go and buy it. I'll never buy it the first day, because they usually, in a year or two, come out with an upgraded one. It goes down in price. Yeah, so price is big on my consoles because I spend a lot of money on my PC that I don't want to spend as much money on my console. My PC has more use than just gaming. Call of Duty, speaking earlier on the whole F to pay your respects thing, well, Call of Duty isn't done making games yet, and as much as we refer to Call of Duty as recycled warfare, (laughs) at least me and my friends do, people keep on buying it, and now you don't have to buy it and you can play it on another platform. I'm talking about Call of Duty on mobile. They've confirmed that they'll be releasing an official Call of Duty mobile game, and they'll include the popular maps like Nuketown and Crash, and multiple game modes even hinting at Battle Royale, which is pretty cool. And while we wait for the new Halo game to hit PC, we'll also be waiting for the Halo TV show. 
Last year, Showtime said that they were ordering the show, but in Hollywood, that kind of doesn't really mean much. They can order the show, but never do anything with it. But it looks like that's not going to be happening this time as another showrunner was added to help make the show possible. So we may be seeing a Halo television series and a game that we're able to play on PC. So it's exciting times for Halo fans right now. Still waiting to find out when Witcher will be on Netflix, but that's a completely different story. Don't have an update for that in the news this week. A huge story that I've kind of buried at the bottom of this newscast is Apex Legends released their first battle pass this week and a new character, Octane. I happen to be lucky enough that I leveled up to get my first unlocked character in Apex Legends the day that Octane was released. So I've been playing as him. I still haven't played as Mirage or who's the other guy with the gas? Um, Can't remember his name. Moving on. I... Got Octane. He's pretty cool. First legend that I unlocked. He seems to be a little bit OP. He heals himself as his passive, which I really like. But I probably would have waited to get the battle pass and looked into it a little bit more. So you may want to consider this when buying that battle pass. It's about 15 bucks, but it is a grind. So for someone who plays the game casually as me or just doesn't find it as rewarding as I'd like it to be, I would suggest really looking into the details before forking over that money like I did. I just instantly purchased it because I was like, hey, you know what? Maybe this will make the game more rewarding. Ended up being more of a grind. And I also regretted the purchase because when I logged into the game, I realized they started messing with my Razer keyboard. And well, I'm going to go into detail about that in this week's Geek Out Freak Out, which it's just about time for. Geek Out Freak Out. All right, this week is a little bit more of a freak out rather than a geek out. I'm not geeking out about the Apex Legends update for one reason and one reason only. I have a Razer keyboard and I have a Razer mouse. I have the lighting set the way that I like it, which is a nice, static, low brightness red so it doesn't distract me while I'm playing my games or while I'm typing. It's very neutral. It looks cool. That's all I need. That's all I want. I bought the keyboard because I liked the functionality of it. I didn't buy it for flashing colors. But with the Apex update, I guess they teamed up with Razer and decided to tap into my Chroma Reactive settings and everyone's Chroma Reactive settings. So when you open up Apex, it has custom flashing lights, which I do not like at all. The flashing lights, the waving lights, the different colors, they distract me and my peripheral vision because I play in the dark. They just completely bothered me. I did not like it whatsoever, especially when you're in the plane ready to drop. The lights completely go down, so I don't even know where any of my keys are because I'm just looking at a blank black keyboard that drove me mental I didn't like the layout I don't like the chroma reactive stuff at all I just want my basic thing and I just think that if you're a game developer and if you're a hardware maker and users and customers set up your hardware the way that they like it don't do it don't mess with our settings just don't have a way where you can download it or make it optional you can download a profile and set it, make it optional. And at the very least, if you're going to force it upon people, 
put an option in the game to turn it off or have instructions on how to go into Razer Synapse and turn it off. Because I'll tell you, it took me 24 hours to figure this out. <laughs> and here's the big update. So I ranted about this and I went off. I was way angrier because I was even reaching out to Razer like, hey, how do I fix this? And they weren't getting back to me. And I recorded this podcast. And as I'm getting ready to upload it, I got a response. I worked with them a little bit, kind of from what they were telling me and their customer service. Customer service wasn't the greatest. It was like a six out of 10. But from some of the stuff that they were telling me, I actually thought maybe I should uninstall Synapse and reinstall it. And maybe I can find the menu that they're talking about because the menu just wasn't there. So if you're having the issue where you do not want this chroma reactive lighting and you can't find a way to turn it off, uninstall your Synapse, reinstall the 3.0 version, and then go into connect and you'll see the chroma apps just turn that little switch off and it won't bother you anymore in Apex or any other game. The thing that made me mad was that it took me 24 hours to figure this out. And it took over 24 hours for Razer to get back to me. I saw them replying to other people, but it takes 24 hours to get back to me. Buddy just tweeted an hour ago. <laughs> but okay. So I was a little bit disappointed in that. And I got a little bit meaner about it, but still, don't do it. Don't do that. Do not do that. That's not okay. Now that I figured it out, I'm a lot happier. I'm a lot less stressed when I'm playing the game because I can't figure it out. And if you need a print screen as to how to turn it off for you as well, I took a print screen and I put instructions on our Facebook and on our Twitter and our Instagram as well. So you can go and check that out if you need a visual. So this week, there's absolutely no geeking out about any game that I've played or anything like that. It was more of a freak out that really bothered me, as you can tell. Now that I'm done venting, let's move on to our last segment, Thoughts and Prayers. Thoughts and Prayers. My thoughts this week are, why do game developers think that it's okay to just mess with our hardware settings by default? Hmm. My prayers are that every other developer including Respawn, learn from this and never do it again. Don't mess with the settings that I have set and that I'm comfortable with. Just make it a simple download for the people who want the reactive lighting. All right, that just about wraps up the show. I'm done venting. It kind of took a lot out of me. This week has been hectic for me personally. So if you want to help out the podcast and make it a lot easier for me, You can like the show, follow the show, subscribe to the show, leave a review, rate the show, and share it with your friends on social media as well. Retweet this, share it on Facebook. Of course, we'll continue to try to bring you all of the latest weekly gaming news and opinions from a casual standpoint each and every single week. And good luck and have fun, you filthy casuals. 